Key Biscayne Stories collects the history of our beautiful island. This is your host, Alejandro Cervalli, and I am a certified key rat for many, many years and counting. With this podcast, we will share the stories of our residents and their love for this slice of paradise we call home. So stay tuned, relax, and enjoy these great Key Biscayne Stories. Key Biscayners, Key Rats, welcome to another episode of Key Biscayne Stories. For today's guest, I bring you a good friend of mine, Morgan Duzoglu Mariotti. She is a certified professional life coach and founder of MD Values Coaching. Get to know her story and how she started life coaching. Morgan will tell us about the benefits of life coaching. We will touch on what are values and she will give us some tips we can use today. On a personal note, I had the pleasure to know Morgan for more than 23 years. We grew up together at the RDCA Dojo here in the Key in the old Eckert building. Eckert? What? Anyways, Morgan has a wealth of knowledge and experience in helping youth and adults alike develop strong values. She is also a published author. Morgan and her father, Sensei Robert Duzoglu, wrote Life Coach to help you find yourself, your gifts, and your purpose. Remember to subscribe to the podcast and sign up to the newsletter information in the show notes. So Morgan, welcome to the show. Thank you for joining us today. How are you? I'm fantastic. Thank you for having me. I'm excited. (laughs) Me too. Me too. I'm excited to talk about MD Values Coaching. But before we do that, let's get to know you a little bit. So where are you originally from? So I'm originally from New York. Uh, I was actually born in Manhattan, city girl, (laughs) but um, I moved here so young. I moved to Key Biscayne when I think I was eight years old or so. So not only did I grow up here, but I saw the island transform before my eyes and tried to leave a couple of times, you know, had my bouts out and about in the world, but kept coming home. And now my roots are here. I love it. I mean, Key Biscayne is a hard place to leave. I know. Uh, Yep. (laughs) <laughs> I leave when you when you live on paradise, right? <laughs> exactly. It's like it's a beautiful key. It's a beautiful key. What is your favorite part of Key Biscayne? Oof, that's a tough question. I think, you know, just the feeling of home. I, I've been here for so long that, you know, you go into some stores that are staples or some restaurants that are staples here and you feel like you're going to see your family and uh, everybody kind of treats you as such. So I love that the community is so tight, you know, going to spend uh, a weekend with the family at the beach club or something like that. It's just the feeling that I have here. It's it's home. The beach club is a great place. I mean, I have to tell the audience that we know each other from the dojo, from the RDCA dojo here in the Key. Yes, we you know, practic- do. Right, practically grew up in there. And Don't say uh, how many years. <laughs> Don't say how many years, but a <laughs> lot of them. <laughs> yeah, and the beach club is a great place because we do the bike pill test too there. So there's a lot of connection and, and history there for us, at least from the dojo perspective. Absolutely. How would you, how would you describe a perfect weekend for you in Key Biscayne? Well, Key Biscayne is always sunny, so that's a perk, and there's so many different places to enjoy. I was very sad when Oasis closed, because that was kind of like the watering hole for, for a lot of us to go and get a cafecito in the morning. But I would say stopping by someplace where you can get a coffee, a, a nice long walk on the beach, and then having a great barbecue with the family kind of thing, and just easy breezy and beautiful. That's a Key Biscayne day. Awesome. Oh, and of course, getting from A to B in a golf cart. You can't leave that part out. <laughs> it's true. That's true. And you recently you recently got married. I did. Well, everybody thinks it's recent. It's, we're like almost three years now. But, but yes, I did. I dragged him to Key Biscayne as well, and now he won't leave. So we're set. 
And you got yourself an Italian. I understand. I did. I did. You know, I should have learned earlier. They're the best. <laughs> <laughs> and he knows how to cook too. I can witness. I've seen it. I've seen it. He does. You know, I started gaining quite a lot. And then uh, thank God I put my discipline back into place. <laughs> Otherwise, forget it. But yes, he's wonderful. He's always cooking for the whole family. And we love him. He's the best. That's awesome. And you, of course, you work with your dad in the dojo. I do. Uh, what a blessing to be able, my father and my brother. So to be able to go to work every day and just kind of, you know, mess around with those guys. It's fun. We both, uh, we all have our, our uh, department, I guess you could say. So there's no stepping on any toes, but we're always joking around and it's a beautiful business. We've been open for, I think we're going on 26 years now. So talk about a staple in the community. Yeah, we love it. You know, the martial arts is such a beautiful, a beautiful way to grow up because I grew up doing it and being in the school and participating in everything, traveling um, with a competition team and then teaching classes. And then, you know, it was a great way to grow up. We all know you, you run the dojo. <laughs> well, I'm not allowed to say it. I'm not allowed to say it. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody knows. Just us. <laughs> yeah. But um, so MD, MD values coaching, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. What is it? So I am a life coach. I'm a trained professional life coach, certified professional life coach. What I do is I have my clients. I also have a program that's out in a few schools and universities. And I just try my hardest to help people realize their their potential and their purpose and what is going to make them the version of the happiest that they can be. So it's a lot harder than it sounds. Um, it does take a lot of work, but the rewards are really, really fantastic. And the nice thing is that no age is too early or too late. So even some of my clients, I start them very young, you know, 10, 11 years old, and then up the ladder all the way up. So young families and so on. And it's, it's a beautiful journey because the the lifestyle that we all lead now in the society that we're in, you know, a lot of those core values that I was taught as a kid and we had at home or we had in school, life has gotten really fast paced. And a lot of people have just kind of skimmed over those really important values that are, that are, and I think, you know, we'll probably get into what they are later, but what I do is try and bring them back and try and bring them into a foundation of a person so that they can live by them for the rest of their lives. And it really brings such a beautiful quality to who you are as a person, how you lead your life and the people around you. How would you say that things, what inspired you to start this? I mean, I've, I've seen, I want to guess that in the dojo, I kind of like, I, you know, I, I, not only did I go to class there, I participated, I taught, I helped. So I always saw you need you know, consulting the kids, right? And mm -hmm. you, were, you were like that extra, I'm going to say that mom, right? That dojo mom. Right. If I had to guess, I had to guess from there, but I want to hear from you. You know, I didn't choose it. It chose me. And I think that that's really the best way that I can describe it. Being involved in the dojo for so many years. Yes, I had that one-on-one -on -one interaction and okay, yeah, fine. Like the older sister for a little while and then turned into the mom kind of figure there. And everyone that was there, the kids, the teens, they always knew that they can talk to me and bring me their, their happiness and their issues. And I, was ne I never judged anyone. I just kind of gave them that free space to, to talk to somebody and to connect with someone. And one of the moms actually came to me one time years ago, and she said, why aren't you doing this professionally? You're wonderful at it. 
And she planted a seed for me that kind of stuck with me and resonated with me. And I, and, and it stuck with me for a long while. And I said, you know what, I'm just going to do this. And I went back to school, got another degree and opened up my practice and just took off. And it was started with one person. And then I was doing auditoriums for 200 and something people. So it's, it's kind of morphed into its own animal, but it's wonderful because I think the connection that, that people make with me and I make with them, but then also what they take away from it and what they're able to do with the own connections that they have with other people and that they wish to make, you know, it's important. And how, how does it feel to participate in people's lives during their life coaching? It's a gift. It's a huge responsibility, but it's a gift, you know, to be able to assist in molding them and guiding them and bringing out things that are inside of them that they didn't even know that were there. It's a tremendous responsibility, but it's, it can be extremely rewarding as well. You mentioned values when you were describing MD value coaching and, and what yes. you do. What less, I'm sure there's people that don't know what values are. Maybe they have different ideas. Can you define values for us? What, what are values? Sure. I mean, obviously, something very tough to define. Everybody has a different definition of what values are. Um, I'll give you mine. I think values are something that is almost like a characteristic of yourself. It's something that is a reflection of who you are as a person. So, you know, when you wake up in the morning, you naturally, you take a shower, you fix yourself up, you put on some cologne, some perfume, whatever. And that's the makeup of yourself externally, right? So what about your internal makeup? You know, when you walk out the door, what does your internal makeup look like? Are you going to be kind? Are you going to be, you know, do people know you as someone who's trustworthy, who's loyal, who's respectful? These are the values that, you know, are the foundation of who you are as a person, who people can identify, you know, with you. So people that know me automatically know, oh, you know, Morgan's a very responsible person. She is, you know, a kind person. I hope so. <laughs> but, um, but, you know, th those are the types of things that we carry with us. And those are the types, those are values. You know, there's how many of them, there's a slew of them. But if you can think about what do people know you as, what do your relationships, and not only that, but how is your relationship with other people and the values that you have in between each other. So when you are making different relationships with people, it's not just the values that you share with other people, but it's the values that you share with yourself, the relationship that you have with yourself, the relationship that you have with a higher power. For me, it's God, you know, how does, how does he see me? So those are, those are values. I like, I like kindness because it reminded me, you, you have a column in the Islander News. I do. Yes. And you wrote, I think, an article on kindness when I was reviewing some of the material you sent me. Thank you, by the way. I have. You're welcome. <laughs> I have. Yes. Can you share a little bit of, of the content that you sh you wrote there about kindness? And what is kindness? Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Um, well, I don't remember what I wrote because <laughs> I always focus so hard on it. And then it's in and it's out. But, you know, kindness is something that we take for granted and we don't realize that a simple act of kindness can go a really long way. And I think the way that we are, and, and I brought it up before, the way that society has gotten really fast paced, you know, how many times do you see a young gentleman open a door for somebody anymore? Or, 
you know, somebody helping someone to a car, or a little kid gets lost and they feel comfortable coming to you and asking where to go. You know, we're also frustrated when somebody bothers us and, you know, puts us out of our super gaze that is straightforward and nobody can come into our bubble. And a simple kindness can go a really long way. You know, picking up the phone and calling your your grandmother and seeing how she's doing or helping a neighbor. Those are the kind of things that I I would love to see us get back to as as a whole, as a humanity, especially after the last year that we've all gone through, the entire world has gone through, and the world is just really angry. And those little acts of kindness, they go a really long way. Could kindness go both ways? Like the person who acts, who does the deed of kindness. Mm-hmm. Could that person not only be serving that other person, but also himself? Does that make sense? I don't know. I just, it is a thought that came to mind. Like the the one who acts out the kindness also receives from the act. Does that make sense? Um, no, but I'm going to answer it anyway. <laughs> um, <laughs> talk about clarification. I think, you know, when you are the kind of person that you are looking to give I don't recommend doing it because for the purpose that you're going to be receiving something because that kind of negates the whole purpose of, of giving. However, is it rewarding when you do something and you kind of get that little spark in your heart and you feel like, wow, you know, at the end of the day, I, I help somebody. I put a smile on somebody's face. You know, that makes you feel good. That makes you feel like you went out of yourself. I always say that you want to make a really happy person, get them to focus on something other than themselves. You know, get, I, I don't remember who it's, the. it's either Mother Teresa or Gandhi that say, lose yourself in the service of others. And that's so true. You know, I, I know because I grew up going to soup kitchens and, and helping homeless and walking around and, you know, doing a lot of community service. My family was always really big on community service. And when you do those acts of kindness, not expecting anything, but you just finish your day and you come home sweaty and tired and exhausted. And you realize number one, how incredibly privileged you are. And number two, you just, you have this human interaction with somebody else that would, would have nothing to do with you, but maybe they may put a smile on your face and you put a smile on their face. And it's, it's a beautiful way to, to give even, you know, something as simple as a smile. Absolutely. Awesome. Thank you. Welcome. So, <laughs> going back to life coaching. What would you say are some of the benefits of life coaching? Well, depending on what it is that you're coming in for, I think that it's just a betterment of your life, a better understanding of who you are as a person, the possibility of giving yourself a balanced life. So I always think that it's very important to have a balance between your spirituality, your mentality, you know, your physicality, all of these different things play a big part in how you feel. Because if you're, for example, if you're completely neglecting your health, but you're living in your head, okay, maybe great for your head, but the, your quality of life is definitely going to go down. For my younger clients that come or young families that come, you know, giving kids the sense that they can be more than what they've been exposed to. You know, we're very quick to judge ourselves before we judge anybody else and giving them that liberty of, okay, you know, who I am as a person is okay. How I think is okay. What I want to do with myself is okay. You know, that, that sense of comfort is very important growing up in the society that we're in right now. And for adults, I mean, getting back to the roots 
of who you are because we can very easily get lost. Our, our mentality get, can get lost according to who we surround ourselves with or what our daily grind is and kind of coming back and taking a breather and saying, okay, who am I? What do I want for myself and where am I going? These are really important questions to ask yourself. I did write a book along with my father. For those of you that can't see it, it's a, a picture of my father and I. And he has, you know, tons and tons of years of experience, obviously in the workforce, as well as meditation and spirituality and so on. I mean, he is a sensei for a long time and known some martial arts school. Um, and I myself with my years of martial arts, plus, you know, my coaching experience and so on. We wrote this book together. And I think the original version was, I don't know how many hundreds of pages, but we consolidated. <laughs> so now I think it's just over a hundred and it's an interactive book that really gets you thinking about who you are and where you want to go. There's a lot of analysis within the book, a self-analysis. So not only do you kind of have this vision of where you want to go, but you know exactly where you are at the moment and, and exactly what your value system is, what your thoughts look like. And it's, it's really quite interesting. And it's the kind of thing I'll, I'll show you, you know, you have pages where you can go ahead and write your answers in. And, you know, we walk you through quite a bit of information. It's very complex but anyone can do it. And what I love about it is that you can revisit it year after year after year. So I always recommend for my clients to have a journal. And it's really funny because some people that have been with me for years, they kind of say, wow, Morgan, you know, I look back at my answers from a few years ago and I'm a completely different person now. And I said, yeah. And isn't it wonderful that you can look and you can see your progress and track your progress. And, and they really love that. So I have my copy. I should have brought it here so I can wave it. No. <laughs> You do. I know you've done it. So, but awesome, awesome. And how was the experience of grabbing your experience and putting it into a book format? I know it takes time. It took, yeah, it it took probably around a year and a half to do. Um, it wasn't easy because it's just a lot of information. I mean, I got to do it with my father, so it was a riot. We had a great time doing it, and and kind of knocking each other. You know, yes, this is right. No, this is not right. And uh, it was interesting, but we were very, very particular and very um, um, picky about how we did this because we really wanted to translate the right information and give the right experience to the people that were going to do this. I mean, it's called Life Quest. So you're on a journey and we wanted to make sure that it was a, a very guided experience and, and people would feel secure in the process. I know that we're running out of time. I have one more question for you. What are some tips that people can walk away with after listening to us today? So some tips, some coaching tips. Let's see. Keep a journal because a journal is a great way to just track what's going on in your life. You are very easily able to record if you are distracted a lot if you happen to be angry a lot, if you happen to be a space cadet and you keep losing your train of thought, or on the flip side, you know, you're happy a lot, you're conversing a lot with your family, things like that. It's a great way to easily see your patterns and see where you are and how you're living. That's one. I think another one would definitely be think before you speak. <laughs> we are all very, very quick to just kind of blurt out something and we don't realize that either it can be very difficult for someone else to hear or they may not process things the same that we do. So kind of take a breath and think about what you're gonna say before you say it in any situation. And the third one, I think don't forget to 
connect. The translation of that word or the interpretation of that word, I think that's a very intimate definition for somebody. So when I say connect, you know, be in nature, disconnect from, from the busyness of your life or pray if you like to pray, if you like to connect that way or have your meditation, you know, your few moments of silence, just something that you can do to kind of block out the noise of your, of your everyday and connect with yourself with a positive energy, something that can really set the tone for your life. When one journals, do they, should they be very specific? How much time should they spend on doing it? That's something that's very unique to the person. Okay. Um, so I have them all over the place, actually. <laughs> sometimes it's as simple as writing down a, a dream, you know, writing a couple quick notes. And sometimes it's writing out a whole day of something that was very important. So that's really up to the person. But I would just say, make sure that your, your message of what you're writing is very easily conveyed. So it's not like you have to sit down and write a ton of pages. A lot of people don't even have time for that. But you can really easily convey a mood or a thought or something, maybe a thought that is happening and reoccurring very often that you didn't realize was reoccurring very often, things like that. You know, you'll, you'll be able to see them very easily. And that's important. So I can take it easy. I don't know. I could be a particular thought or, or a moment or Absolutely. if I have the time, but the idea is to have a good time while you do it. Absolutely. Look, I even have clients that do it as voice notes on their phone. So it's oh. a very unique experience. Whatever it is that you want to do, just as as long as it's recorded in some way. I personally like to write, you know, with a pen in hand. So that's my preference, but just a, a way to be able to record yourself. I mean, you have great penmanship anyways. I mean, I look at my handwriting notes here. I get dizzy looking at my notes. <laughs> Some, we all have our own chicken scratch. <laughs> Don't worry about it. <laughs> it's good to know. I'm not alone. But uh, Morgan, it's been great having you here on the show on Keeps King Stories. Thank you so much for taking the time to sharing your tips, your what you do with the life coaching and, and how you're impacting people's lives. So thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. We'll talk again soon.